Today on the Callahan Podcast, well, all our problems are solved. We're all going to get along now in this formerly divided U.S. of A. Because the Cleveland, the Cleveland Indians are no more. They announced they're getting rid of the nickname, and I assume getting rid of Chief Wahoo to R.I.P. to Chief Wahoo. What's next? What's next? Chiefs, Warriors, Braves. We will talk about that today. And. Uh, Dr. Jill Biden. Dr. Jill Biden is uh, upset because uh, someone out there doesn't want to call her doctor. We'll tell you about that. And we will give the Wall Street Journal credit. The mob came for them and they didn't back down. That is refreshing. That is something new. And uh, we'll uh, we'll tell you about the latest develops, developments in the NFL. All that today on the Callahan Podcast brought to you by DCU, Digital Federal Credit Union. You love your car, but hate your car payment? No problem. Refinance your car today with DCU, and they can help lower your monthly payments, lower your interest rate, or both. Applying is easy, and their loan experts will help you find the loan term and the payment that fits into your budget. Get out of that high-rate loan and get the interest rate and the payment you deserve from DCU. Learn more and apply today at dcu.org slash refinance. Insured by NCUA membership required. All right, Kelly, let's do this. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. I want to start with some good news on this Monday morning. Good news. I'm looking at uh, uh, tractor-trailer trucks bringing the vaccine to uh, hospitals around the country. But not, I don't want to talk about that right now. I mean, that's okay. But this is huge. This is huge. I think what's going to happen now, no more rioting, no more fighting between Antifa and the Proud Boys, no more looting, no more boycotts. Um, it's happened. I mean, we've been waiting for it to happen for a while. It's finally happened. The Cleveland, mm, the Cleveland Indi, Indi, Cleveland Indians are no more. Turtle boy, good news. That finally, finally, justice has prevailed. It is the Cleveland baseball team. I don't even know if they'll have a nickname. Who cares? The Washington Redskins don't have a nickname anymore, and they've won four in a row. So uh, it's working out. And uh, now I'm not sure exactly who this placates, but. I'm sure, you know, there's some angry person out there who's happy now because the Cleveland Indians have announced, I don't know if they made it official, they made it official that they're uh, dropping the nickname and it, it raises so many questions. Like, why did it take so long? I mean, we've, this is obviously, I'm looking at, uh, it's, for, it's for George. What? Oh, for, for George. George. It's for George. George. Maybe, uh, you know, make, maybe they can pay some pay a tribute to George Floyd because God knows so much good has happened in the world since uh, since that awful uh, Memorial Day uh, tragedy. Um, and now I don't know how. Again, wouldn't you have a new nickname prepared before you got rid of the old nickname? Um, we asked that about the Washington Redskins a couple of weeks ago. To me, the by the way, my theory with the Redskins, I don't think they're changing the name, Jerry. I think they're just – got to go back to it. He's just waiting out the storm. He's like, this will pass. We'll call each other football team for a year. People will move on. We'll go right back to Redskins. Well, now it's stupid. But now it's stupid. Like, there's so much merch opportunity. It's Like, to your right. point about Cleveland, why aren't you ready with the new name to sell merch? Like, why aren't you ready for that? This It's getting the buzz right now. Why are I you have to be honest. I thought they would get rid of the logo, the Chief Wahoo with the red face and the big smile. I thought that would be gone, but Indians is I I didn't expect it ever to. to I, did, I didn't think they would bow to the pressure because it's, it's so steeped in tradition. It's a hundred years old this nickname, and it's really not offensive. Uh, the the logo I could see it, kind of like the Fighting Irish logo offends the hell out of me, you know. But anyway. 
They're going to change it. They haven't announced a new nickname. They Maybe they're going to do a thing where they have a poll and they have a contest and they ask their fans and they really you know, capitalize on this opportunity because you're right. If, if it's me, if I'm Daniel Snyder in uh, Washington or whoever owns the Indians in Cleveland, I'd be, I'd be saying, we have to really sell this. You have a chance to come up with a new name, a cool name, a new logo, a new everything. And it does two things. It makes the old uh, logo more valuable and more desirable. So you can continue selling that stuff. And then you could sell the new stuff and you could become, uh, you could have a whole new phenomenon as you head into the new season. We got a new name. We got a new logo. Let's everyone buy a hat, buy a shirt and get on board. Plus, you know, the, the, the woke mob, they'll, they'll be happy now. Right. As uh, Turtle yeah, Boy said, pacify them for sure. You, you think De- you think Deadspin is happy now? They've had a great year, Jerry. I mean, they <laughs> we can mock Deadspin all they want, laugh at them. Like you have to look at scoreboard. They're winning. Like they, they want two of their big things: we're getting rid of the Indians and getting rid of the Redskins. All it took was one year. Well, let me ask you this: why why do we still have the Chiefs and the Warriors? I mean, if Give this is not, if, if you make the case, if there's a case against Indians. You have to get rid of Braves, Chiefs, Warriors also, correct? I guess I guess the argument is that like those are okay for now because they're portraying Native Americans as like, you know, actual fighters, like, you know, proud type people, whereas the Indians was like it was a goofy looking caricature of it. And just the Redskins name, they'll argue that's a slur, although I've never heard anybody be like, you know, have you ever heard that in rap music? What up, my Redskin? <laughs> no, that's not a thing. Like nobody uses it. But whatever. They wanted to get rid of those because they just thought those two were offensive. Of course, that line will, you know, go on to the next. It's, they never stop. It's like with Alex Jones. They never go on. They never just no. stop right there. But, you know, if, if we're doing that, I mean, what about the Vikings? I mean, we're portraying them as like bloodthirsty European tyrants. They're not all, all not all Swedes are like that, Jerry. Some of them are quite I never, I never even thought of the Vikings. Obviously, um, the, if, I mean, if you want to make the case, you just point to the Fighting Irish because they not only have a ethnic nickname, but they have a goofy little logo with a leprechaun who wants to fight you. But you, it doesn't matter. That's mocking Irish. That's okay. We have rules. The rules are in place. You can mock Irish. You can't mock Native Americans. But let me ask you this. When has anybody ever named a team, say a football team, you know, starting a football team 100 years ago, would you? Why would you have a nickname that doesn't honor the person you're naming it after? I mean, obviously, Chiefs, Warriors, Braves are honoring you know the great warriors of you know in Native American history. Of course, you're naming it after someone noble and brave and courageous and fierce. You're 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 starting a football team. You're not going to name it, you know, the pansies or whatever. You're going to name it something, something cool, something, something uh, intimidating. That's the best defense I've ever heard. You're not going to name a team after something weak or dumb or you know, uh, 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 um, cowardly. Know, like Cleveland's football team is named after poop, right? Like what? What are they even named? It's named after Paul Brown. You know that, but I, I mean, do not know that. It's named after an actual person. Of course. Well, what's the, the most? Uh, what's the most recent one? Right, the NHL just launched an expansion team, the, the Kraken. Right, the Seattle Kraken, right. which exactly. is a, a, a sea monster, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and, you know, fairly new San Jose Sharks. You know, with yeah. the fierce law. I mean, you're supposed to have a badass name, and 
And for a hundred years, the Redskins was a badass name. And Daniel Snyder said, I will never, ever replace it. And he would refer to Poles among Native Americans, among Indians that, you know, real Indians that liked it. It was like 90% had no problem with it. But the actual Native Americans are no match for the woke mob in this day and age. They stood no chance. You know that was going. And I don't understand why. You can make a case and, and apparently a good one, a persuasive one against Indians and Redskins and not Warriors, Chiefs, Braves. We know the Braves uh, little chant thing with the, you know, with the chop. We know that's offensive, but obviously just having a name after Indians or Native Americans is offensive. So, they, you know, the Braves and Chiefs and Warriors might as well go ahead and do it now. I mean, they're going to get them eventually, right? Yeah, I mean, eventually you would think so, but. Then what comes like, I'm surprised Patriots is still out because Patriots has become a term that's almost associated with conservatives. You know, you never heard Tea Party Patriots. You're right. Let's go Patriots. You never Democrats say it's become a conservative thing, which means it's a racist thing, which means it's got to go. That's a good point, because every not every lots of these right wing, you know, hate groups like Tea Party Patriots and Patriot Prayer. And when you see. Uh, you know, when, when there's uh, a call to arms, not literally, but just a call to out to right wing groups to fight the the fascist groups like Antifa and the and the violent Marxist groups like BLM, they call for the Patriots. Right. They say, hey, Patriots, let's all get together. Let's, you know, fight. Let's let's organize. So you're right. I would say Patriots. I, I, I told you, know, you Patriots, like Patriots, let's go. We need to fight climate change. You never hear that. You <laughs> no, hear, no. Keep our guns and stuff like that. Right. It's a right. It's a good point. Patriots and, and Bob Kraft said the one of the most offensive things ever when they won in 2011 is, I mean, 2001 is we're all Patriots now. We're all Patriots. Uh, so he kind of used that unifying nationalistic, jingoistic. Well, he's uh, a Trump supporter, though. That's well, he's a, he's a good friend. He's a friend. But I've told this, I just told the story the other day of UMass, the University of Massachusetts, used to be the Red Men, which I agree is a stupid name. But so they got rid of it and they came up with a new name. It gave, they had an opportunity to come up with a cool name and they did. They came up with Minutemen. And 10 minutes later, somebody was offended because the Minutemen is sexist. It is violent because there's, the logo has a rifle. Is it sex, who's it sexist against? Two pump chumps? Men, men, is it what, what? So you have a women's team, the women's field hockey team. Now, grant that half of them are biological men, but you know, anyway, the women's field hockey team or women's soccer team are the minute men. You don't find that offensive? I mean, it's a for what guys that ejaculate too quickly. What, what does that mean? They're, they're, they're girls, turtle boy. You want to oh, call oh, oh, men? Oh, Jesus, God. Well, there are many minute. We could call them the Abigail Adams if they want. The minute women. We call, I don't even know what they call them. I used to have to write about the red men because there are a few high schools that had the nickname. And when the girls played, we'd call them the red gals. Well, <laughs> Sutton High School out here in the boonies, Jerry, they have uh, their boys are called the Sammies and their girls are called the Susie. So they actually have gender specific mascots. Oh, you know, Still to this day. Yeah, Sutton High School has always oh had that. That's, that is awful. That is disgraceful. That is uh, th- th- That has to end. Can I just say that? that has to end? <laughs> and Sutton High School's mascots. I'm with I, you. There's got to be a, a like a boatload of Indians high school teams and stuff like that. They're, oh, just, they're, of course, they're coming down one by one. Tuxbury, yeah, right. Tuxbury Falls, like one after another. Sure, they want to keep Bill, um, Braintree, the Womps, as in the Wampanoags. They want to get rid of that. 
There's Maybe. all kinds of Indian nicknames. That's just yeah. around here, across the country. They're everywhere. Indians and chiefs and warriors and braves and and red men and red gals. And I mean, you just might as well end it now. And I think, uh, let's be honest, once they change all the nicknames, we'll all be able to get along. You know, plus Joe Biden says we're, like, we're all in this together. Uh, we have to work together. And I agree. We, sh- we should all work together. And I thought for we for got for George and Jacob. For George and Jacob, you know, um, and I and I thought, I mean, there's certain days, hallmark moments where I said that will be it. Like when the guy who does the voice for Cleveland on Family Guy uh, was taken, oh, yeah. uh, stepped down because he's white and and a black guy should play the play mm-hmm. the uh, black character. I thought that would change things, and then they 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 got rid of Aunt Jemima, killed her off, and Uncle Ben, and I said. Well, finally, justice prevails. I thought that would satisfy the woke mob, the social justice warriors, but they just kept coming. I mean, I, I, I don't know what more we could do. I mean, I think it was a little weird when Brian, the character, Brian, a family guy, they got an actual dog to play him. You know, I, it doesn't really work because dogs can't talk. But, you know, we, you know, fair is fair. Justice is justice. We need to come up with like a list of high schools with problematic nicknames like in a, like Woburn and Peabody. They're the Tanners, Jerry. Sounds a little bit too much like blackface to me. If you well, ask me. I, I always thought Packers. Oh, man. I always thought Packers was a little problematic, yeah. oh, especially for Rima. Yeah, <laughs> I think they will get to that. Um, it is. It is amazing. I was just looking at uh, the, a tweet from our guy, our friend, uh, Boston Radio Watch guy, tweeted that's the anniversary of the release of the movie The Jerk, which is silly slapstick, funny movie starring Steve Martin. They would have zero chance of getting made today because it's got you know references. He he grew up a small black uh, a poor black child in the south, and they go through all kinds of you know racial humor, which at the time was just silly slapstick. Now it is patently offensive. You could never make the jerk. In fact, it's probably been banned. I haven't seen it on too many uh, cable stations and and you know movie channels because of just silly. References to uh, to to race, just like and I've said it many times. Blazing Saddles couldn't have got made. Uh, All in the Family. I mean, the Jeffersons. These are shows that couldn't wouldn't see the light of day because they would you know offend someone. Anything that offends someone. Well, now speaking of movies, you can't play Major League or Major League Two on Comedy Central. That's, that's true. Funny. Now we're screwed. That's a great. Those are great movies. That's true. And can the guy? Pound the drum up in the stadium there in the Cleveland oh, used to be. Uh, I mean, they can do some pretty crazy stuff with editing in Hollywood now. Maybe they could turn the Indians into the Kraken or something like that. Who well, knows? They, they, well, we'll find out what Cleveland's nickname is going to be. It is un, it is awkward and uncomfortable when you see, and I was watching the WFTs. Now they're calling the WFTs or the football team because the announcers, and it, it, there can't be many sins at ESPN worse than actually slipping up and calling the Redskins. Ooh. I mean, that, that gets you suspended. I mean, Higher offense. We know you can, you know, the, the sexual harassment or whatever. That's one thing. But actually calling a team the Redskins, that's, uh, I, I think you're right, that's fireable. So they get, they do the highlights. And it's just awkward because what the Washington football team is singular. And you can't say the Washington football team, you know, they scored in the third quarter. You have to say it scored or it returned the, uh, the punt for a touchdown. It can't be they, because, unless you uh, call them the WFTs, which is kind of cute, but it just presents this 
image or it presents this um, uh, uh, to me a show of just I don't want to say cowardice, but it shows that you are um, sticking your finger in the wind and going with the trendy thing now to to take to take a nickname away. We don't know how it's going to look or feel a year from now, right? Or five years from now, will the pendulum swing the other way? And will Colin A be right that Daniel Snyder in a couple of years will say, you know what? After a long, thoughtful process, we're going back to the Redskins. That's what I'm hoping he's doing. But first of all, the pendulum will never swing the other way. That's not how pendulums work. These pendulums keep going to the left and they stay to the left because the right constantly gives up little battles in the culture war that yes. you never get to win those battles back. You know, oh, we don't need this. Yeah. Yeah. We'll let them name. We name the Confederate bases in the South. Yeah. Okay. They'll stop there. Just the Confederate statues. Then they'll, Oh, well, Ulysses S. Grant. Well, he, he, he sold, he sold spoiled milk to school children too. He's a problem too. <laughs> no. so, I, I, it's true. I heard somebody, um, it was on the heels of that school district uh, Falls Church in Virginia the other day. I mean, kids can't go to school, of course. God knows that super spreaders and they'll kill us all. But the school committee had a meeting and it was on Zoom and everyone got to see it. And it was amazing. Every one of the members was a crazy moonbat radical. And they voted to strip the names of George Mason's uh, high school and Thomas Jefferson elementary school. And one of the guys on the school committee said, the reason what we should Thomas Jefferson wrote the um, Bill of Rights. So to honor Thomas Jefferson, we must take his name off the school. <laughs> what? And they all agreed. Oh yeah, I agree. We got to take that name off the school. And someone else said, you know, what are we going to name it or whatever? Well, you know, Martin Luther King. Well, Martin Luther King was a noted uh, philanderer. Was not a, was not a one. That's okay. That's okay. Um, but you're going to find some something wrong with everybody. In I mean, I, I use the reference all the time to JFK. John, half the buildings in, in Boston are named after JFK, one of the worst human beings ever to sit in the Oval Office. The guy who you know, was a drug addict, you know, cheated on his wife, uh, was a serial philanderer. You know, in the Medal of Honor, right, Jerry? He's like one of the only presidents in America to do that. He saved lives during World War II, ran into shark-infested water to grab people. Come see, on. Man. See that. It's, a, it's a complicated legacy, right? Okay. But I would say it would be easy to say you see that name and you get offended. I mean, some people might not think it's appropriate to name buildings after people who, who cheated on their wives, who, who forced themselves on interns. I would find that to be... Uh, a, a, you know, a, a tough thing to uh, reconcile. That guy, you're naming a big, beautiful building out or making a statue of him, and he did that. So you could say that about anybody, right? I mean, it's not like there's no consistency. So I would say, I think uh, I see what you're saying, Jerry. But the argument should be, be like they would never do it because you have had action marital affairs. Nobody cares about that. What they do care about, Martin Luther King. What do you think he thinks about gay marriage? Oh, he, he would be 100% opposed to it. A black minister in the 1950s and 60s in Alabama? Yeah. Well, well you know what? Not too many rainbow flags down there. Barack Obama was opposed to it when he ran for office. Yeah. Donald Trump is the only, the first president to win the White House while supporting gay marriage. That's, you know, Barack Obama was against it. Bill Clinton was against it. Hillary Clinton was against it. I mean, it, they just flip-flop on it because, you know, that's the way the winds are blowing. And... I, again, I wonder if changing the nicknames is a wind-blowing kind of thing that people say, 
a year from now, well, why not, when a, what was wrong with Indians? Native Americans didn't take offense to it. Why are rich white liberals taking offense to something when Native Americans aren't? You know? That's their job as rich white liberals is <laughs> to take offense on behalf uh, of, of minorities who never asked them to represent them publicly like that. That's their entire reason. I would, <clears throat> I would agree with you on the pendulum. And maybe it swings back someday, but no time soon. Let's be honest. It will not happen soon. All right, today's episode brought to you by Flagship Wealth. With me, as always, Dave McDonough. Dave, shutdowns, lockdowns, all that craziness. How'd the market react last week? You know, David, uh, all four of the top indexes, all-time highs. Dow, S&P, NASDAQ, Russell, you name it, markets flying. I will say this, IPOs this week, the DoorDashes, the Airbnbs of the world, individual investors are chasing this. And this is when you know that the market is too high. Main Street theory, Dave, when everybody in Main Street's doing something, you should be doing the opposite. I was just going to say, crystal ball, what about this week? Because IPOs, kind of craziness out there. Yeah, you've got a, you know, you've got the Senate showdown. Are they going to pass a stimulus bill that is needed? You know, who knows what's going on in that elementary school, the playground down there? You've got the shutdowns, the lockdowns. You've got the Senate race just in three short weeks. The market is pricing in a divided Congress. If that doesn't happen, be prepared for a big drop. All right. If you like what you hear out of Dave right now, if you go to flagshipwealth.com slash retirement, it's that on steroids. It's video, written, social, all that good stuff in the captain's blog. You can go sign up by going to flagshipwealth.com slash retirement, flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. Dave, thanks as always. My pleasure, David. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL, financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC. What happened on November 4th is... A lot of people voted for more censorship from big tech. A lot of people voted for more corruption in the mainstream media. A lot of people, sadly to me, the most the disappointing thing is a lot of people voted for more lockdowns, you know, a more restaurant bankruptcies. A lot of people voted for these people who kick two-year-olds off airplanes because they're not wearing masks. <clears throat> it was not a good day for for freedom, you know, for, uh, you know, for freedom of speech, for, for freedom of expression. And it's going to get worse because um, the party who's moving, you know, into the white house in a month is all for, I mean, you saw the transition team. They're already hiring all kinds of Facebook, Google, Twitter executives. They're leaving Silicon Valley to go work for Biden. That's not a good thing. If you're a turtle boy, that's not a good thing. It's a terrible thing. It's a terrible thing. And that's, that's, people are cool with it. Like, this is what progressivism looks like. Just a bunch of millionaire white people. Although some, there are some people of color, Jerry, so it's okay. But as long as they're millionaires and Harvard educated. And Tucker did an awesome job with this a couple weeks ago, just outlining all these people. They don't want – the only thing that matters to them is your phenotype, right? Like what you look like to the outside. But ultimately, there are a lot of prerequisites to this in which no diversity is tolerated. They don't want single moms. They don't want fat people. They don't want people who went to community college. They don't want anybody like that. They just want Harvard-educated people of various skin colors and genders. And they will accept Yale grads and occasional Princeton grads. And maybe rename Jerry. That's another maybe, yeah, maybe that's a maybe a Prince uh, a Stanford guy now and then. But they will. They, they, they're the least diverse crew. It is one of the great lies that they're. You know, they when he when he had his. Um, Communications team. Biden had all women communications team and said, "Oh, it's a celebrate diversity." You know, the, the, look at the diversity. I'm like, I'm going diversity. A, they're all the same. They all, they're all, they're all female. So 
I don't and, know why that's diverse. Yeah. And B, and B, they all think the same. They all agree on everything. This communications team is all women. Yes, that, that's going to be a nightmare. Well, I've Trump been in- was Trump's was too. <laughs> there was nothing. It was not only was it not diversity, but it wasn't uh, a, a first. It wasn't uh, breaking down barriers because Trump did the same thing. But here's what's going to be scary. I, I say, and and you know better than anyone, get ready for it, because the big tech censors, the big tech tyrants, were emboldened on November fourth, and they're not holding back now. I mean, they were pretty brazen before. But it, it was remarkable. Last week, Trump tweeted out a tribute to uh, Pearl Harbor, Victor, you know, to the survivors and the victims, I suppose, of Pearl Harbor. And he was at a memorial. He was saluting. He was honoring Pearl Harbor veterans. And Twitter put a, a, a warning on it. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> like, I don't even remember what the warning said. I to go, What? It was so absurd. Joe Biden is the predicted winner of the election. Oh, right, right, Joe, yeah, right. Joe Biden, you know, won the election. He's going to be, and I'm going. What the guys honoring? Uh, whatever. It's there. Sure. It, there's tomorrow, no rhyme or reason to it. Tomorrow is the electoral college is voting. Okay. Right. My question is, no, today today isn't it the 14th? Oh, today's the 14th. Oh, today. Yeah. today. Okay, today's electoral college day. So my question is. Are all these Trump people who are swear that she's got something up her sleeve? They got something big going. When they when the Electoral College elects Joe Biden today, are they going to shut? What what are they going to do? Are they still going to hang on to this belief that they're gonna- no, no, they're giving up soon. They're giving up soon. He's giving up soon. But uh, I mean, they just want something to be stipulated. We want to agree, and I'm I'm I would I'm on board with this. Just agree that the Democrats stole the election fair and square. I'm 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 all sure you agree to that, Jerry. Okay, yeah. Now we're going to be kicked off Facebook. I, I'm sorry. They won fair and square. They won fair and square. Right, 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 right. I mean, here's here's my take, and it will be my take for the rest of time. Is the election was indeed rigged by big tech and big media. They they rigged it, and it's simple. If you don't believe it, it's simple to understand. Just look at the Hunter Biden story, which was by any definition a huge story. I mean, Hunter Biden's business partner proved that Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, and Jim Biden were in business with the Chinese Communist Party. He proved it. And they played it again last night on Fox. He's got it documented. He's got emails. He's got texts. Tony Bobulinski was a huge story. His name was never mentioned on CNN. All the big networks ignored it. I thought they would go after him and try to discredit him, but they couldn't. They didn't have to because they just realized they could not pay attention they to did, it. They did, they did one better. They ignored it completely. So, And when you saw what Big Tech did suspending the New York Post for just reporting a story, which was a story by any definition, I mean, they were brazen. They just said, we're all in from the Biden campaign, and they did everything in their power. And I include, a, you know, Samantha Guthrie and Chris Wallace, and I include the mainstream media with Big Tech, and they joined forces to uh, do anything they could, and it was a lot, to get Biden elected, and they won. They succeeded. So I will say that. Uh, tip my cap. They stole it fair and square. And now are we still on Facebook, Dave, or are we gone? We are still, we are. We are still on Facebook. Wow, yeah. they're not, they must not be paying attention today because I use that that word, rigged. <laughs> it will pick up eventually. Uh, um, 
I think I think not to rehash this whole thing, but I, I do think you're missing the big point here. The problem more than anything, obviously big tech is a problem and everything. They won because of mail in voting. Without mail in voting, yes. if everybody just showed up to vote on the day of the election, then Donald Trump wins uh Georgia, he wins yeah. Arizona, and he wins Wisconsin. Period. Those three he automatically wins, then he wins the election. Okay. So but that that is the big reason that he lost. And how did they get that? Coronavirus. They made a bigger deal out of coronavirus than it needed to be. And that so they won because of COVID and the and the media's job of pushing this as this existential threat that made mail in voting a necessity. And here's how you know that's true is I was just looking at uh, the Globe editorial page. I can't read it because God knows I wouldn't pay for it, but there's a headline for an editorial that says mail-in voting worked. Let's keep it <laughs> I'm saying that's how, you know, it worked, Thank you. but, but, and, and that should be the only goal, the only goal of the Republican party for the next, yeah, for the next three weeks in, in Georgia, but for the next uh, four years, six years, 10 years is make, make everyone vote in person, make, Everyone go to the polls outlaw, and vote on election day. Mail-in voting. Mail-in voting was a recipe, and we knew it. Hell, there's, 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 there's interviews with, like, Obama and, uh, and a bunch of other Democrats saying mail-in voting is risky. Bob, uh, Bill Barr laid it out a few months ago, just said, no, this is a recipe for corruption, for fraud. And he was right, but, you know, it happened – Again, they took it. They, they, it worked for them, and now we have to live with the consequences, which is China won big time. They were the biggest winner. They gave us the virus, and they destroyed our economy, and they got their guy elected. Arizona and Georgia both have Republican House, Senate, and governors. There's nothing stopping either of those states from passing laws making mail-in voting illegal in their states. Nothing. Well, hopefully they do it. Unfortunately for uh, Donald J. Trump, it's too late. Uh, they allowed right. But they we need this time. I mean, the only proof you need, the the best case you can make for that turtle boy is eighty million votes for a guy that nobody really voted for. I mean, nobody voted. Nobody. I mean, people voted against Donald Trump and they voted for Donald Trump, but nobody is excited about Biden Harris. It wasn't like Obama. They weren't excited. They weren't passionate. The only reason he got that big number is because people were. You know, just went like this, and or they didn't. They just took the empty ballot and gave it to the guy at the door, and the guy at the door checked Biden and threw it in the envelope. Yeah, and people are saying in the comments like Trump discredited mail-in voting, and yeah, he did. But guess what? Like, because it, it can only hurt us. Like, our people are not going to do mail-in voting. We show up to vote on election day. This is entirely done to get people who had no intention of voting in the first place. To make it the easiest possible to vote Democrat. That was the entire point of this. And it worked. And so when people say the election is rigged and vote counting, it's like, no, to me, the votes came out exactly as I kind of, I, th- I thought there was good. It was very close, first of all. Like, he barely won by 10,000, 15,000 votes in some of these states. You guys said what? this a month ago, and his tone hasn't changed. He hasn't mentioned mail-in voting once. He just keeps on this, they stole the election because of fraud. Right. He's got to switch it. I don't know. Right. Ban mail-in voting because guess what? Wait, but that's too late. It's too late because that's legal. And that, I mean, he's talking about, right. he has to prove fraud. That's not fraud. Doesn't that show how selfish Donald Trump is? Because he's only, instead of thinking about the future and Republicans winning elections in the future, which will require the banning of mail-in voting. Yes, he's but you can get to that. He's what? got to fight this fight and he already has and he's lost. But and, and you will get to fighting mail-in voting another day. For now, he has to fight. There was time. Time was running out. 
<laughs> I see things in the comments talking about Dominion machine. Trump didn't lose because of Dominion machines, you idiots. He lost because of mail-in voting. Until hey, you gotcha. understand that, you will never understand the problem, and we will continue to lose elections. Shut the hell up about the goddamn Dominion machines. Okay, that's over with. Well, that's over with. There will be a fight on mail-in voting. Hopefully, then you know people like Matt Gates and Jim Jordan will and Ted Cruz will fight and win because you're 100 right. But they here's the biggest problem: is Trump, as they said for four years, is is Hitler, right? He's evil. He's he's the worst president ever. Joe Biden said, you know, he's uh, a danger. As as Bernie Sanders kept saying, a danger to the country, the most dangerous president ever. Which meant one thing. All bets are off. All rules are out the window. So anything you can do, including mail-in voting, but not, you know, dead people voting and people voting twice, you name it. Anything you can do was on the table because this evil monster, this evil orange man had to be stopped. So they made it clear that they were going to pull out all the stops and do everything. They did everything, including winning the battle on mail-in voting, which was the biggest key. I agree with you 100%. And you could fight it next time, but but it doesn't help Trump now. Can I ask you, did, did they use Dominion voting machines in 2016 when Trump won? <clears throat> I assume so, yes. Oh, weird. that they It's so weird that they worked then. That's so weird. So maybe. Yeah, right. I'm with you. I don't care about Dominion and I don't care about machines. And by the way, it's all over. They certify the vote today. And I think Trump, I saw him interviewed at the Army Navy game by uh, Brian Kilmeade, and he's pretty much done too. He knows it. And the big question will be, will he go to the inauguration? I would say no. Oh, that's not a question. I would say no. And then they can call him a sore loser. And he is. But if you knew you got cheated, whether it's, you know, because of this phony COVID uh, excuse for the mail-in balloting. I mean, you could go, the people who wouldn't, who did mail-in balloting, you know, they're at, they're at uh, Target and Walmart and, and, and you know, out, out of McDonald's and everywhere. But they couldn't go to the polls because that would be, you know, endanger their health. It was a big lie, but again, it worked. I tipped my cap. They pulled it off. Uh, we live to fight another day. The good news, if you're not, if you're a if you're a Trump supporter, the good news is the guy that you lost to is one of the worst candidates ever. And you're going to sit there in, you know, day one, people are going to say, is you know, who are we going to nominate to to beat him in four years? It's not like there's any chance that he's going to be a two-term president. None. Um, I, maybe Harris will be. She's a terrible candidate, too. The, the guy they chose to fight to beat Trump, I mean, really, it was just a, didn't matter who it was, just a warm body. They, they were going to stop Trump, and they did. But now it opens up a whole world of possibilities, and you and I agree. You and I agree that Trump shouldn't run again, but someone should run this should be a Trumpist. <clears throat> you know, a guy. An articulate younger Trumpist should right. run. Yes. And maybe the rallies won't be as entertaining, but the, the, you know, there'll be no mean tweets. And Ron DeSantis is quickly climbing that list, Jerry. Yeah, yeah, great. You know, you know what's weird is I think Trump may have won if he didn't tweet. You know, everyone thinks tweeting helped him. No, and who thinks that? I didn't say everyone. Lots of people like Ann Coulter thinks that and others uh, think that the tweets helped him. I think they hurt him. And they may have heard him so much. I mean, and just the dumb stuff, the, the silly stuff. If he eliminated that and you just, and you could focus on his accomplishments, on his policies, he could have won. Yeah. I mean, I agree, but that's not going to happen. So I, right, we have to, we have to move on because uh, this, you know, there's, 
here's we got another frightening of example of what's ahead and not just um maybe maybe um, not just for the next four years but what's ahead because as as you said earlier the pendulum is swinging and it ain't coming back anytime soon maybe not in our lifetime but over the weekend there was a column in the wall street journal uh by a guy named joseph epstein i guess he's a an old guy who is a uh he, he taught he lectured taught at um at Northwestern and he contributed to the wall street journal in the past. And it was a completely justifiable understand, uh, columns questioning whether people like Dr. Jill Biden should really be referred to as doctor. Now that to me is obviously a perfectly acceptable take. And if I'm the editor, I say, yeah, go for it. And the guy wrote a column. It was glib. And it was uh, dismissive of people who call themselves doctor when they have a degree in sociology or in her case, education. Um, she's, she is apparently a stickler. She wants to be called doctor. You know, that's, that's, you know, cause she has a PhD in education and um, we'll get to her thesis, which is, I mean, uh, comical, but I would agree that people with a PhD in sociology, I, you shouldn't call them doctor doctors should be doc, you know, referred to as doctors. He says, if you haven't delivered a baby, you know, you don't, you, you can't call yourself doctor. I mean, I mean, that's not a hard and fast definition. I would well, say surgery or something like that. That'll well, do. Well, somebody said, if you're on an airplane and a guy has, uh, uh, passes out or a guy has a heart attack and they yell, is there a doctor on the plane? If you can't raise your hand and say, yes, then you shouldn't call yourself doctor. I agree. I got three pet peeves. If you're on a plane and she's on the plane with her and like that, and she can't help you, but she walks around being referred to as Doctor Biden, is fantastic. She can't help you. She's going to keep. Talking. And I would, I would place this, add this to the definition. If when someone calls you Mrs. Biden or whatever, Mister Mister Turtle Boy, and you say no, 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 that's doctor, and you correct them, then you're a pompous ass. I yeah. Mean, Exactly. You write it on your whatever, your return address if you want, and put the little PhD thing if you want. But, you know, if someone calls you Mrs. or Jill and you correct them, then you're a dink. What part, anyway. of, you, what part of you thinks that the backlash, by the way, was just the fact that he also referred to her as kiddo? He said, kiddo, you know, which, yeah, kiddo probably which, did it. Kiddo, which is a term that her husband uses all the time yeah. in reference to her. Yeah. I, I'll get to the defense. I, I used to make kids call when I was teaching Jerry. I used to make kids call me Doctor Carney just because. Why not? I mean, it's, cool. it's a cool thing to be called Doctor. I'm you not going to make them call you Turtle Boy. That'd be much that was that would give away the. You know, I was a secret back then, Jerry. And I'll tell you what: the, the three things that I hate the most, I will not. People who demand to be called Doctor, people who demand to be called Reverend, that's a new thing. Like right. everybody in the activist, you get your online pastoral degree, and anyone with a hyphenated last name, pick one. Yeah, how about how about that how about that a hole Colonel Vinman when uh, the he was at the hearing the the fake impeachment thing and he was the driving force behind it and one of the uh, I forget who it was one of the senators called him uh, Mr. Vinman or something ah so that would be Colonel to you I'm like and I what he didn't mean any disrespect you know so anyway. The question is not whether you should call her Dr. Biden. You and I agree, and I think we all agree that no, she's a doctor of education. By the way, she got the degree like in a mail, uh, like a online course from the University of Delaware when she was in her fifties. Um, it's not like she slaved away for you know twelve years in med school. But anyway, 
she got it. She got her, and and she did her thesis in. I'll, I'll get you exact uh, term of uh, uh, for her, um, her 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 PhD thesis was titled "Student Retention at the Community College: Meeting Students' Needs." That was her dissertation on the community college meeting students' needs. Now we're going to refer to her as the doctor. <laughs> I mean, Anyway, yeah, community college, really, not even like university, community college, community college from the University what, of Delaware. What do community college students need gas money. What do they need? <laughs> they, need they need a good parking space. That's what yeah. they need because they, they got to hustle off to work at the mall afterwards. No, no, no offense meant to community college. God bless them. But this woman, uh, she has an EDD, whatever that is. It's a doctor of education. And uh, she she insists that you call her doctor. That's not the question, though. You and I, we all agree that it's kind of silly to call her a doctor. The question is, is it a legitimate opinion? Is it a legitimate opinion piece in a major newspaper for someone to say, you know, kiddo, drop the doctor? He did this. And if you read it, it's perfectly appropriate. He makes his case and thinks that, you know, people call him doctor sometimes because he's a professor and he doesn't even have a master's and he has to correct them and say, I'm not a doctor. Anyway, the, the, the mob went nuts. The Biden led mob that is just feeling so empowered right now. And they should, they're taking over the country. They're taking over the world. They went at him. They demanded he be suspended fired, censored, the column be taken down. That's America, uh, you know, in, in 2020 or 2021, where if you don't like something, you mobilize the mob and you go at them and say, fire this man. And by the way, Northwestern essentially did. They took him. I believe they took his name off the website and said, he's not going to lecture. I think he's an old guy anyway, but so the wall street journal was under pressure over the weekend to denounce him, to say, we're sorry, you know, kind of like with the New York Times when they ran a column by Tom Cotton, a sitting U.S. senator and a war hero, and they ran a column by him that was perfectly appropriate, and the and the staff went nuts, and the editor that that sanctioned that column and ran that column got fired. That's how insane the world has gotten. But anyway, it feel unsafe. Literally, there were call-outs. My, my black coworkers feel unsafe because Tom Cotton said that we should bring in the troops to put down rioters. Oh my God. I'm right, unsafe right. now. He made the case that the National Guard should be part of to protect the monuments, the statues from these, uh, these, these mobs. And they fired the editor who ran the column from a sitting senator and a combat veteran which is madness, but that's crazier than anything. That's crazier than renaming the Indians. But anyway, so everyone was waiting for the wall street journal to act on this and the mob and the, you heard the communications people were going nuts and, 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 and Kamala Harris's husband said, this is, this is sexist. They would never write this about a man, even though they have. So anyway, the wall street to the surprise of everybody, the Wall Street Journal opinion um, ed, uh, editor for the opinion page, Paul Gizo or Gigo, G-I-G-O-T. Jeez, I've seen the guy on TV a hundred times. I don't even know how to say his name. He wrote a column defending his guy and saying, suck it, mob. And it was a beautiful thing. I mean, it was, you know, granted, you know, it was uh, a, a column in the Wall Street Journal. He couldn't put the two middle fingers up quite like, you know, you or I would, but 
it was a good thing. It was a good thing for America. It was a good thing for the media. It was so rare and so refreshing to read a guy say, um, sorry, we're not going to throw you the, the you know, guess we're what? Not gonna, we're not going to give you, uh, you know, a pound of flesh. Not, not a single person complaining has a subscription to the Wall Street Journal. Not one. Not one of these people pays. To, I, I don't pay it, but uh, I, I assume that most people who follow that are rather on the fiscally conservative side. No? Think about uh, how pathetic that is. In, in 2020, we have to be happy today because the opinion, the editor of the opinion page of the Wall Street Journal is backing one of his opinion writers for giving an opinion. We have to be happy, and, and, and a totally sure. legit, a legit opinion, which lots of people have, and it might even be—I haven't seen a poll. It might even be the uh, majority opinion. People think that someone who got a degree in education shouldn't—you shouldn't necessarily call them doctor. Jigo uh, Gijo writes, "Why go to such lengths to highlight a single op-ed on a relatively minor issue, which it is?" He says, "My guess." is that the Biden team concluded it was a chance to use the big gun of identity politics to send a message to critics as it prepares to take power. There's nothing like playing the race or gender card to stifle criticism. It's so true. And it doesn't matter that she's a woman. Although, uh, as you said, Colin, her motivation to get her PhD was she was tired of being referred to as Mrs. Joe Biden. She said that on the mail, on the address label, that would bother her to see her. Actually, well, she, well, she didn't say it. In that piece, it was a quote from Joe Biden said that's why his wife did it. Right. And so she went and got a useless Ph.D. in. Uh, in we whatever. need to get our Ph.D.s, Jerry. That's what we need to start. People need to start referring to us in the comments. Is Dr. Jerry and Dr. Turtleboy and even Dr. Cully. We can do that. Yeah. We demand respect from our audience. There's a lot of people out there that aren't addressing us the right way. We should find out the easiest like online PhD program, like University of Phoenix, if they have like a PhD in phys ed or something and get an online degree. Gigo, Gigo writes, Mrs. Biden is now America's most prominent doctorate holder and is taking a leading role in education policy she can't be off limits for commentary. Well, she's not. As long as the commentary is how wonderful she is, they're all on board. But if you criticize her, boom, immediately you are sexist, you are misogynist, you are a troglodyte, you are a knuckle dragon caveman. Get ready for it. Everything in their world, everything is about identity politics. So if you criticize her, if you're sexist, if you criticize Anything Kamala Harris does or says, you know, you're racist. And then you got a whole list of other, you know, uh, whatever, uh, um, identities and genders and, you know, how about your girl Tulsi over the weekend or last week, late last week, Tulsi Gabbard, who I guess is marginally part of the Democrat party still is it not only is she acting on this, she's introducing legislation to forbid biological boys from playing girl sports. Yes, and I, God bless her soul for that. This is a Democrat congresswoman. Now we know why she's a pariah, why they wouldn't let her in the debates, why they wouldn't give her the time of day. By the way, she would be a much, much, much better vice president than, than Kamala Harris. Gosh. I mean, there's more substance to her. There's more you know, thought. She's an independent thinker. Kamala Harris just goes with the mob. She leads the mob. But it was amazing to see Tulsi Gabbard, supported mostly by Republicans, saying, 
We have to bring an end to this farce of, of biological boys ruining girls' sports. And she's right. I mean, it's it's you know it's, why Democrats hate what she's doing right now because the vast majority of them know that they would would like to vote for this bill, that this is a common sense bill and that the majority, even in like some blue districts, the majority of their constituents would agree that like, this is a winning issue. Like people would agree. So now they're put in a position where they have to, they're going to split their own base And Tulsi Gabbard is the one doing it. Cause this doesn't split the Republican party. The Republican party is united. We all agree. This is insane. Right, everybody, I mean, you know, and I know, I mean, it was, um, I talked about this about two weeks ago, there was a pollster, that said he's never seen an issue so one-sided than uh, transgender sports, whatever. High school sports, yeah. High school sports with transgender athletes. There's nobody, this was a Republican pollster, like 0% said, yeah, let the boys. uh, Like I said, it sabotages the left because it will divide them. It's going to piss off the radicals and most regular ones will sign off. So it's going to divide them. And that's what Tulsi has done to the Democratic Party since she arrived on the scene. This is why they hate her, because Kamala Harris was winning in the polls. Let's not forget that. Until Tulsi showed up and brought up the fact that she sent a bunch of black guys to jail for pot. And then that was the end of Kamala Harris's presidency run until she got named the de facto, you know, uh, African-American woman vice president. And we're supposed to celebrate this. But this is what Tulsi has done time and time again. And if I was a Democrat, I probably wouldn't like a reader, to be perfectly honest. I'd be like, why does this chick keep sabotaging us? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you don't have room. There's no independent thought allowed. You know that that is, as like we said, diversity in an Orwellian way is the exact opposite. Everyone must think the same way. There is no stepping out of line allowed. And she really stepped out of line. I mean, she's so hot. Can I just military? She was right. There's all kinds of disqualifying things. She was in the military. She's hot. And she uh, attacked, destroyed Kamala Harris. And now she thinks, now she thinks boys shouldn't, uh, biological boys shouldn't dominate women's uh, girls track. I, I always, my answer to that is I remember when girls mattered, you know, when girls, when girls sports and girls in, in just in general mattered. What this does is destroy girls. I mean, but Jerry, keep in mind to Democrats, when you say the word girls, the guy in the dress is a girl. So to them, that's girls do matter. Those transgender girls, that's how they think. This is how insane these people are. Well, no, the biological girls used to matter and they don't anymore to Democrats. They say, let the biological boys destroy them, destroy their self-esteem, destroy their competitive spirit, just destroy them. And who cares? I mean, you've seen interviews with the girls, you've, you've blogged about it and they're just they're devastated. They're like, I, I thought I was going to win that race or I was going to win that game. And along comes this, this, this biological boy, you know why, Jerry? Because and, in- and the girl and, and destroyed us. This is a theme in the Democratic Party now, right? The feelings of a small minority, Trump, right. common sense, and what everybody else wants. So, like, the, those, the feelings of those transgender athletes and what they want to run in, that is more important than the feelings of all those girls. And the same is with coronavirus. I mean, think about it. Like, we're all staying home to protect a small group of people who are actually vulnerable to it. Everybody must suffer and everybody must just sit back and accept it. That is the theme of the left is that to protect a very small minority group, we must expunge the rights of uh, the vast majority. Of and, and we'll get to that. But first I think we have to celebrate uh, since we're talking about uh, achievements by women. And, and I think uh, it's a wonderful thing that uh, Sarah Fuller had two extra points. And I um, mean, I think, it's an inspiration to all young girls. They can all play tackle football at the highest level. I think all girls, I think your daughter 
can watch that and say, yes, she could play in the SEC and maybe even the NFL because Sarah Fuller kicked two extra points. Of course, she couldn't kick off. <laughs> the, no. And a guy kicked a 39-yard field goal. <laughs> yeah, squ- a squib kick. We'll just call it a squib, even though that makes no guy, sense. There's a guy, there's three kickers on the roster. She was listed number two, and the guy kicked a 39-yard field goal, but they needed the girl to kick the extra point. If that yeah. doesn't and here comes Sarah Fuller onto the field. Now last week, two weeks ago rather, she made history as the first female to ever kick off at the power five level. Now she can be the first to make an extra point at the power five level. Right through there. I was inspired. It's just so transparent. And I mean the idea that a girl could play a female, a woman even though she's six two and she's a hell of an athlete, could play SEC football is just nonsense, and we all know it. So we pretend like she played in an SEC game, and she's not even the best kicker on the team. Even though COVID ravaged the team, and the team is is terrible. They're zero and nine. Um, but you think the guy who kicked the thirty nine yard field goal could have handled the extra point duties? I, maybe, maybe he just does. He can he can't do anything under thirty, Jerry. He's all right, a he's a specialist. Goal. Only long field goals. The extra points, the pressure pack situation. We all know that. That's the, the it had to go to her for the pressure yeah, for an zero nine team. Um, yeah. But you know, it's a, it's a wonderful thing, and I think she should play. Uh, you know, if they have any more games, I know they're supposed to play Georgia, which should that should go well. Oh yeah. I think she should play middle linebacker just to prove, you know, girls can play in the SEC. But it is, I you know, I have nothing against her. It looks like fun for her to go out there and kick. But it's the media that drives me nuts who think somehow this that she's frigging Rosa Parks or Jackie Robinson. Oh, another barrier broken. Why? What did she do? She didn't play. She just kicked an extra point. But anyway, good for her. Congratulations to her. Um, I want to get to, you mentioned uh, the the – the Democrats or the lockdown lunatics that are um, loving the latest uh, spike the, because it gives them more power and more uh, reason to lock us all down and shut. But there's a couple of people, a couple of uh, lockdown lunatics that just put me over the edge over the weekend, including uh, one Bill Gates. I'm, I'm surprised, uh, you know, he could make it through, you know, all this time, this lockdown, Bill Gates somehow survived the lockdown why do you by, by the way why do you need uh, bill gates to talk about the vaccine when dr jill biden is available for it's a good question dr, dr. bill gates has always been into vaccines yes. to, to control the world but first uh, i want to tell you about uh, shea concrete and then we'll get to bill gates and by the way the nfl we got to get to the nfl because turtle boy's hanging on in hopes that his uh, that his patriots can sneak We're in but uh, yeah, they're still in it. I always see them over in the corner. They're like the last team that still has hope, still in the hunt. Uh, but uh, I don't think it's going to happen. But uh, first, let me tell you about Shake Concrete. This is for you homeowners and home builders. You know, did you know that Shake Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps? Of course you did. Whether you're building a new home or you need to replace an old staircase, Shea has great values with designs for any home available in concrete. You can customize with beautiful stone granite or brick, all of them will immediately make your house look better and it'll make it worth more. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance to your home. In most cases, they can remove the old stairs and have you walking up your new front steps within hours. I know it's cold out. They can do it. You can sit inside. You can look out the window and watch them. They can do all the hard work. And when they're done, your house will be worth more. It'll look better. You'll have great new front steps. To learn more 
about Shea's precast concrete steps, just go to SheaConcrete.com. I um, we're gonna get to the NFL. Any uh, any teams changed the Chiefs? Chiefs they changed their name. Uh, they're gonna have to. I'm sorry, they're the best team in the NFL, but this name bothers me. It offends me. But first, um, this uh, and I know I'm not alone because I've tweeted about it, and I, I know there's lots of people that that lose it when they see guys like Bill Gates. I don't know if you can get the uh, um, tweet up, Dave, or the comment from uh, Bill Gates, but Bill Gates was talking, as he always is, about vaccines and about controlling the world. And he just cavalierly says he thinks it will be appropriate to keep restaurants and bars closed, shut down for six more months. Now, if you're, uh, if you're, and, and, and by the way, the globe, uh, Boston globe editorial said the same thing, just, you know, it's necessary shut down the restaurants. Now I understand people at the globe. They've never worked a day in their lives. They've never, you know, had a, owned a business. They've never done anything uh, in their lives. They're just, you know, social justice warriors on the dole. They're just charity cases for John Henry to, to run his little vanity project to, uh, with, uh, his, uh, wife. Um, anyway, Bill Gates is a billionaire. He's worth 118 billion. He's one of the you know, two or three richest guys in the world. And he just casually says, shut it all down for six more months. That drives me insane. And I don't own a restaurant and this, it doesn't affect me directly, but I'm out and about in the city all the time. I was, it was a nice day yesterday. I walked all over the place and half the restaurants are already gone. And this pompous little puke, says, let's keep them shut down for six more months. Like, it doesn't destroy lives. You you talk about protecting the small minority because, you know, 98% aren't in real danger from the coronavirus, and you're right. Um, the, the, they will say we must protect that small minority, elderly, obese, vulnerable people, but casually destroy the lives of millions of people Younger people, working people, working class people, who have it all like it all riding on whether they can open up their business or not, and they just carelessly say shut it down. And the question is why? Why? Well, why? I don't know why, Jerry? Just have your cook make dinner for you, like Bill Gates does. Oh, it's so it's simple. Let them eat cake. Like let's just have the that. This is how these people. I mean, do they not understand how they'll come across when you say something like that? Like, does he have no? Ability to understand. No, no, he has none. And I don't. Can we get the sound from Bill Gates? Million people in California are right now under brand new stay-at-home orders uh, as hospitals there uh, risk being overwhelmed. Um, there are a lot of governors uh, who oppose bringing back these lockdown orders and forcing businesses cl- to close. What do you think? Do you think more states need to consider taking that kind of drastic action and the kind of drastic action we saw when the pandemic first began? Or can there be a more nuanced approach? Well, certainly mask wearing uh, has essentially no downside. They're not expensive. Bars and restaurants in most of the country will be closed as we go into this wave. And I think, sadly, that's appropriate. So he doesn't consider the benefits of restaurants, yeah. restaurant owners, restaurant workers. It's just, it's just disgusting. You know, there's no downside to forcing everyone to wear a mask. In other words, you know, that two-year-old, there's no reason for the two-year-old to wear a mask, but she must wear a mask because I say so. I mean, these people don't think anything of coming across as, you know, authoritarian. 
and saying, yeah, you know, close all the restaurants and small business for six more months. I mean, Jerry, I talked to the guy. I, I go get takeout at this place in Holden, right? They got a little bar and they got a takeout place part of it and a bar and a restaurant on the other half. And he's like, I'm probably just going to close because – Nobody's going to want to come in with these new restrictions and keep the mask on while you order. And then you got, we got to time them because it's all, it's dangerous after 92 minutes. Like that's when they're real criminals. You've been in the restaurant for 92 minutes. Uh, nobody's going to want to do it. They're, they're making it not fun. They're killing these restaurants and you might as well close them with the new bullshit requirements they're putting out. And and the worst, obviously we have a terrible governor in Massachusetts, Charlie. Could be worse. Andrew Cuomo is the worst, and he's so arrogant. By the way, there was a credible accusation of sexual harassment from a former employee, a liberal, uh, yesterday on Twitter. She came out and with a thread and just laid it all out, and good luck finding that in the mainstream media. The guy is a total a-hole, a tyrant, arrogant, just the worst of the worst, and and we know the damage he did. We, he, he literally killed tens of thousands of elderly New Yorkers. And the media still has his back. It's nauseating. Um, but he shut down restaurants again in New York. And just I'm, I'm watching a report on this. And in passing, they mentioned that I got the number here. 1.4% of the transmissions in New York are believed to come in restaurants and bars. 1.4% of coronavirus infections were in bars and restaurants. And we shut them all down. And what do we tell people to do? Go home, stay inside. You know where most of the transmissions are? At home, inside. Mm. It's so bizarre. And it's so wrong. It's immoral. Immoral for someone like him or Charlie Baker or Gretchen Whitmore or Gavin Newsom to say, I know you invested your life savings. And I refer to Chef Mike, who we had on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, who took his life savings, $300,000, and started a restaurant in, um, and bought it in a year ago in January. And he's going to lose it all, because of the, not because of the virus, because as you point out, that only affects a small minority of people, not because of the virus, because of the orders, because of the insane overreaction from tyrants like Charlie Baker, you know, Cuomo, Whitmer, Murphy, Lamont, you name it. These people are out of their minds, and they do not care about small businesses, and I know it sounds redundant. I don't care. It is so outrageous that we should talk about this every day. No, we should. And you, you feel like every day you have a different governor who's the worst tyrant. I mean, I would argue. Now, Gretchen Whitmer is the worst. Imagine listening to her. I mean, as, as unbearable as Andrew Cuomo is, imagine listening to her every day. I mean, I'm not, I cannot stand her. At least I she has won an Emmy. No, or she hasn't written a book about how great leader she is. The day like, is young, Gary. Well, like Cuomo did, but it's just amazing that someone like Gates doesn't have any empathy. You know, he doesn't have any compassion for people who are, you know, the backbone of this country. The backbone of the country is not billionaire guy like Bill Gates. And the way he says it so casually and cavalierly, like, no, we got to shut them all down. And for four to six months, he said too, right? Yes, and tell me how many restaurant owners you know who could go, who could shut down for the next six months. Well, and then they'll argue. Well, we you just pay them. You just pay them, which is literally socialism. That's what this whole thing is about. It's just experiment with socialism. I uh, I was retweeting somebody this morning uh, where they had a picture of the Amazon. Uh, 
uh, facility and it has a big cafeteria and it's cranking, you know, the <laughs> Amazon cafeteria, everyone's eating and, you know, having a good time and sitting next to each other. No problem, but you can't have a restaurant, you know, open after 9 PM. You can't have, even if you put all these rules in place, you never know when they're going to crack down. They, they closed outdoor dining in California, Southern California in LA, no more outdoor dining. There is zero evidence that that spreads the virus zero there's zero. no science behind it there's no reason to do it and you've seen some of the restaurant owners we talked about that angela marsden from the pineapple grill her life's destroyed and they can't tell you why that they, they can't answer the question we joke about this a lot jerry but i'm kind of serious like what is to stop any business owner from just saying we're protesting for george floyd and that's what we're doing every day in our bit. Like we say it facetiously, but what is stopping them? Like the governor of Rhode Island just banned all gyms and indoor dining. She was caught over the weekend. I've seen see this picture again, maskless at a bar drinking wine. Okay? <laughs> and, and the people are not revolting somehow. Like at this point, if you own a business and you're shutting down because Gina Ramondo told you to, like you kind of deserve to go out of business because you're a coward. I get it. It's it hard, but somebody's got to stand up. It is a good point, but I'm amazed how many people are not uh, disgusted like we are, who are just accepting it. I went out yesterday all day, ran, walked, you know, walked the dog. And I'm telling you, just about everybody is masked up. And I mean, people alone, running, biking, everybody is complying. It is scary how compliant how submissive everybody is that's why the whole mask discussion isn't is stupid like uh, joe biden said he's going to force people to wear masks for the first hundred days and i realize he's you know clueless and he's out of his you know he doesn't know what he's talking about or doing but someone's telling him there's a good idea everybody is already masked up everybody the places where you have the big spikes like la and you know new york it's the mask compliance is like 98 percent it, and everybody knows it's just for show and they do it anyway. You know I mean? They do it anyway because they don't want to look like they're uh, rebelling or they're, they're resisting. It's scary. Yeah. It, it was this guy, chef Andrew Gruel. He's been on TV a lot. He owns a place in LA that's been shut down called the Slapfish grill. And he tweets out this picture of the Amazon cafeteria and it's just full of people sitting, eating, no masks. I mean, it is incredible the transfer of wealth and power from small business to the big, to the big corporations like Amazon and Walmart and Target and and uh, you name it. It's it's frightening, and the frightening part is that people voted for that. They voted for big tech. They voted for big business. They voted against small business and restaurant owners and bar owners and gym owners. They voted against those people. So we we're, we're in the minority, apparently. Uh, Turtle Boy, sad to say. Yeah. I know we have uh, we have listeners and viewers from all over, but the Massachusetts restaurant, their latest tweet was a tweet at Constant Contact asking, I've been on hold two times and you disconnect me. Can you help me with my newsletter, basically? Of course. They're, not, they're not saying shit helping these people. And you referenced... Um, you right, referenced be right hold on. Yeah, I got yeah, yeah. You, you referenced the situation. Okay. You referenced the Boston Globe editorial, Jerry. The general manager of Boston.com, I just see, which is the same thing as the Boston Globe, yes. tweeted out last night, if Boston.com hosted a roundtable with restaurant owners about the impact of the pandemic, would you watch it? 
We already know where the Boston Globe stands. So why the fuck are we watching you? Well, I, any, I don't think any self-respecting restaurant owner would go to that. Certainly they know that where the Globe comes down on this and the Globe is all for, again, supporting the big companies, the big corporations and shutting down small businesses. They don't care. They support lockdowns. They support the teachers unions. You know, they're, they're right there with Bill Gates and the rest of the authoritarians. But the, the, the other thing that's kind of annoying is these people and turtle boys, one of them who say, you know, just open up, just screw the government, just do what you got to open your business. And you see this a lot on Twitter from people on my side of the aisle. That's easier said than done. You can't just open up if the government, that, that gym owner in New Jersey, the guy with the long beard and Tilly's gym, he's racked up like a million dollars in fines. They're not going to let him get away with this. The government is, and, and they take this personally, people like Cuomo, you think Cuomo is going to let someone defy him? He will destroy their lives. He'll kill their whole family. He doesn't care. They're not going to allow people to just open up against their rules. It's not that simple. I'm sorry. I know you say that. They're also not, these guys aren't like overly political or anything like that. They're just like average Joes who want to open up a restaurant. It was their dream that, you know, they're not going to pull off what you're asking for. You know, I was going to the gym. I was going to the gym. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see in the end if he survives. And I hope he does. And all these gym owners do. But these you, you, these tyrants are vindictive. And you think a guy like Cuomo or Baker is going to allow someone to defy them, to embarrass them? They will destroy them. I was going to the gym fairly regularly. And you had to wear the mask when you walked in. But then when you got on the machine or you could take it you know, take it off. Yeah, they, changed. they changed. Now you have yeah. to wear a mask while you're working out. No- I tried that the other day, Jerry. I experimented with it. I lasted about three minutes because I don't know about you. My nose runs. I'm so I comfortable. Can't either. I mean, I, I look at these people running with masks. I'm like, why? Why do you have it on there? It like, makes it harder you know, to breathe. Stuff comes out of my nose. You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to drink water. Can I Can I take the mask off to drink water? Because I'll just drink the whole time if necessary. It's right. And, and so they changed the rules at the gym. They cut the hours too. And they just make it more difficult. Like you have to sign up for which machines you're going to use. Like you, if there's an empty machine, you can't go over and like, you know, do whatever, do, do pull downs or something. Cause you didn't sign up for that. And they will stop. They will tell you, you can't use that. Like, why not? Because you didn't sign up for it. And they go, so what? And it's because they have to like, clean the machine after each use or whatever step. And, and I'm like, okay, it makes it, they're making it too difficult is, is my point. They're just making it too difficult. Sort of like eating in a restaurant and having to wear your mask between bites, <laughs> which is just silly. But again, when you have people like Bill Gates supporting this kind of tyranny, it becomes, it, it becomes more difficult and it becomes just more frustrating. It's like, can we all agree that restaurants and small businesses are really, really important and we should do everything we can to keep them alive? Is that, yes. that, is that a divisive take? I mean, we can't agree on that. No, I mean, of course not. I mean, it shouldn't be, but it is because Jerry, they're keeping us safe. That's what this all comes right. down to. It's like this collective safety. That's what this all comes down to. And it's not real collective safety. It's fake. The, the hospitals are not overflowing. That is just a bold-faced lie. Yes. The ICUs are not filled. About 10% of um, ICU patients at Brigham and Women's uh, 10% of people in the ICU right now 
are there because of COVID, okay? But they're 90% full. So that means they're about 80% full regardless of whether or not the virus exists. So they, because guess what? This is the busy season. Do you ever hear Chinese restaurants, Jerry, complaining like, oh man, New Year's Eve, I'm so busy. Oh my God, how am I ever going to survive this? Yeah, that's because you're a Chinese restaurant. This is the busy season. Package stores on Christmas Eve, you know, they're oh more. <laughs> Thank you. It's um, like, and you're right. You hear it. I mean, that's when you see CNN, that was Jake Tapper with uh, Bill Gates. They're all on the same page. They all agree. They want shutdowns. They want lockdowns. I mean, they want uh, big business to thrive and small business to die. That's they're all, you know, Jake Tapper and, and Bill Gates are, are all in this together. It's very frustrating to listen to people like that. My rule would be, and I know you agree that anybody telling you <clears throat> what you should do, uh, in during these lockdowns should have some skin in the game. I mean, they, they, they should stop paying these governors and mayors. As long as there's a lockdown, they don't get paid. People like Jake Tapper don't lose a nickel. Don't miss a check. Don't miss a, you know, 401k payment. They risk nothing. Bill Gates risks nothing. Just the opposite. Bill Gates gets richer, just like Bezos gets richer every day during these lockdowns. So when you listen to someone tell you what's best for you, just question, what are they risking? What are they sacrificing? And the answer invariably is nothing, at least when it comes to CNN and people like Bill Gates. But all right, we got to get to some football before uh, we wrap this up. I, for one, am looking forward to the Kansas City football team. I don't call them Chiefs. Taking on the Buffalo Bills for the AFC Championship in uh, late January. That's a good That's gonna, a good matchup between two Two very good young quarterbacks. I know I'm not saying Josh Allen is Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes threw three picks. I believe two were tipped and one was a miraculous one-handed catch. Three picks against a good Miami team, and they still won easily. You know, they're they're as close to a uh, dominant team as there is right now. And I'm okay with that because they're fun to watch. And you know, I know you're bummed out that your Patriots are on the outside looking in. Yeah, you're an amazing stat. Buffalo last night um, clinched whatever, all kinds of things. But for the first time in 20 years, another team, the AFC East, not the Patriots, has the most wins in the division. First time in 20. No, what about in 2009? They tied. They tied 2009. Oh, okay. And in 2002? They lost in a uh, whatever, tiebreaker. Uh, uh, You know, they won 11 games and didn't make the playoffs. Um, but the first time in 20 years, I think it's the first time since, since in 12 years that uh, another team's won the division, right? Yeah. Now Miami was the last, or was it the Jets? One yeah. of them won in 20, 2002, yeah. the other one won in 2009. That is a remarkable yeah. run. This thought, you'll ne- never see again. The Buffalo Bills, Jerry, I think are the second best team in football at this point. After the, I would agree. You know, and I would say like the top three teams might be them. Uh, and the Rams, the Rams look fantastic too. Those might be the three best teams in football right now. Yeah. And if, you know, if Drew Brees were playing, I would say the saints are in the mix, but he ain't. Um, but it's, you know, the, I, I would say this, that obviously coronavirus ruined baseball it ruined basketball and ruined hockey. There was nothing felt right. It feels fine. Even though there's no fans in most of these places. And even though, you know, the coaches are all wearing masks and all that. It feels fine. It feels competitive. It feels real, and I appreciate that because this is going to be a this, this is going to be a great playoff uh, 
there's only one buy, so you got to you know battle it out to the death for that buy because it's so important. And now it certainly looks like Kansas City's going to get it in the AFC, but it's going to be a great playoffs. I'm with you. Buffalo is a good team to watch and a good team to I don't say root for because I don't want to get you upset, but. I'm, yeah, I, I like. I mean, I'll root for the Bills when they get. You know what I mean? It's like you got to root for the conference teams. I would definitely. I don't except for the Jets. I'll never root for the Jets, but I'll root for Buffalo. Sure. Are you rooting for the Jets to? You, but you're rooting for the Jets to not get the top pick, which they're going to get. Right. I hate the Jets. I really hate. I'll never root for the Jets. I find them disgusting and unappealing. Whereas the Bills, it'd be kind of cool if the Bills won. I think um, Trevor Lawrence is going to New York, though. Sorry, Turtle Boy. Sorry. Yeah, it looks inevitable at this point. They're not even putting up a fight. Um, yes, and um, the and the, the the Dolphins and and Bills are clearly, even though the Dolphins lost yesterday, clearly better than the Patriots. We'll see what happens yeah. this week against Miami. But uh, and Belichick says he's sticking with his guy Cam Newton, and I told you he would because Cam Newton can't be the backup. It doesn't work that way. He can't back up Jared Stidham, even if even if you know even if Cam Newton stinks. It just sucks because the Dolphins, everything went right this week and the Dolphins lost. The Ra- If we had won that game, we would be fighting for a playoff spot literally next week against right. the Dolphins because we'd have both tiebreakers with them. The Raiders, we have tiebreakers with. If the Ravens lose tonight, we'd have a tiebreaker with them. We'd be in the playoffs. And it just, so there is a window there. It's just, it just sucks that we, I mean, you look, the, oh, Denver, the Seattle game, like, ugh. You know what else? If they never let Brady leave, don't you think the Patriots would be? Oh right? yeah, I mean, we'd be probably I don't know four losses, probably nine and four right now. Right, maybe right. Eight, five or worse. It's well, he, and he looked good yesterday. I was, uh, yep. I'm, I'm, I'm just waiting for that day that he would look old. You know, like late in the year, look he looks just like he did last year. Looks no different. He looks, he looked great. He looks, you know, comfortable and happy. And he prom- and he says he's never ever going to live in the Northeast again, which upsets right. some people. Yeah, that's right. He's loving the warm weather, and he's going to live in. He's going to live in Miami. What is it called? Billionaires' bunker or something? Everyone's so, going. Ivanka's there. Uh, a bunch of them. He's buying. Ivanka there. and Jared are going to be his neighbors. He's bought a new two million dollar boat. Yeah. Uh, so he's loving that. He's just loving a, it's, that. A sh- it's just a shitty year. Like I wouldn't want to be good this year. That sucks for the Bills. Why? Yeah, I, I know you're saying great. good football, but it's 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 fake football. Yeah. Aren't ratings down yeah. pretty dramatically? Aren't they? All right. Well. Um, they, I don't think so. Are they down dramatic? No, not like not insane, but they're. I think they're discounting ad packages and stuff like that. I read over the well, weekend. I, I tell you what, you got nothing else to do when it gets cold right now. I'm, yeah. I'm watching, and plus you got games like almost every night. Do we have any weekday games this week? I hope uh, we do. I don't know. Let's check. And football, the whole mentality to football is next man up, and you know, you don't whine, just get out there and play. So if you lose a couple guys to COVID, so what? There's plenty of guys. They got practice squads and. You know, guys on the bench. As long as it's not your quarterback, it's you know, so what? It's football. Yeah, back to normal schedule this week. Just Monday and Thursday night. Oh, that's too bad. No weekday yeah. games. Well, actually, we got Saturday. We got Saturday games though. Oh, I love when they start playing better, Saturdays. Yeah. I love when they do that. Start playing Saturdays. Good. More football, the better. I appreciate it. All right. Let's uh, say goodbye to uh, Turtle Boy. Thanks, Turtle Boy. Uh, that is uh, Turtle Boy. You can read his blog on uh, TB Daily News. Got some good stuff there on these these um, hospital and uh, healthcare workers who are uh, you know complaining that they're overwhelmed. Uh, Turtle Boy does not uh, does not have any sympathy for them. Worth uh, checking that out at tbdailynews.com. And thanks to uh, 
Shea Concrete and Allied Paving. And thanks to DCU. We appreciate all our sponsors. And thanks to everybody for listening and subscribing. Anything else uh, going on? No, I didn't know uh, we had a hero in Dave Portnoy saving the country. But uh, a good little viral video out of him over, you know, that was Friday, I believe. If you missed it, check out, uh, I think it's about, what, four or five minutes long. Yeah, it was a nice Great rant by Portnoy, who, uh, after, against the lockdowns, because they just locked down all the restaurants in New York for no reason, it's good to hear a guy like Portnoy, who tries not to be political, at least publicly, uh, go off on, uh, he won't name names. I don't know why he won't name Cuomo or de Blasio, but he won't name names. He won't even name parties. All he does is rip politicians, but still, it's a good rant, and some billionaire investor called him out after and said, put your money where your mouth is. And uh, challenged him to to uh, pledge a half a million bucks for restaurant workers, and he did. Which can't take anything away from uh, from El Prez on that one. He's going to donate a half a million bucks to uh, out of work restaurant workers in New York City. That was pretty pretty cool. We never got to the uh, two year old that was kicked off the United flight. That's right. Yeah, yeah we had we had our, you're, you're, you're smell, I had our doubts about you her. Guys, you and Turtle Boy both smell a rat. You think she's just too hot? Uh, well, she's definitely hot. I can confirm that. So I wish we did get to it for that factor. But it's, you know, just having the camera ready for those moments. It just seems a little premeditated. But it and maybe it was like a really long, drawn out po- process. Seems a little ridiculous to make yeah. a two year old wear a mask. But hey, we've yeah. gone mad. We've gone. We've all gone. All gone insane. But check it out because, you know, she is she's like a fitness model or something. And they kicked her off the flight. And uh, she's uh, capitalizing on a moment in the sun. And, you know, good for her because you're right. She's not. Anyway, I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't. Can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast.